Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the History Worth Saving podcast. Subscribe, like, and share your story ideas at historyworthsaving.com. And while you're there, you can also pick up a copy of my new book, Tales from High Bluff, Stories My Grandfather Would Like, just by visiting historyworthsaving.com. And a special thank you to our friends at The Conversion Mill for making this episode possible. The Conversion Mill turns your existing website visitors into paying customers. Find more at theconversionmill.com. That's theconversionmill.com. On this episode of History Worth Saving, we're talking to my friend and often business guru, consultant Chris Hood, who, in full disclosure, does indeed sponsor this show, but it it goes deeper than that. I wanted to have Chris on to talk about his journey, his journey through a very dark period of his life and how that helped shape what he's doing today. When I say dark period, I mean a long, long time in the hospital, a long, dark period of being sick, of being on the brink, and then moving forward. And so today, joining me in the studio is uh, my good friend, Chris Hood. Chris, thanks for being here. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Thanks for having me, Matt. I love that you were saying, are you open to, <laughs> are you open to criticism before, <laughs> right before we sit down and do this? And one of your things was... It needs, it needs a little more volume. And what I was telling you is that it, no good, no good, no good excuse. I mean, I was telling you that we standardize for all of the platforms. And then your other critique was that I don't tell people where they can subscribe to the podcast. So we normalize everything audio-wise for iHeartRadio, for Warbird Radio, for all of the other <laughs> brands. Did I get all that in there creatively? <laughs> what? What else was I supposed to mention? Oh, the book. Write the book. Buy my book, please. Otherwise, Chris is going to get mad at me. So it's uh, Tales from High Bluff, stories my grandfather would like. You're a marketing guy by trade. Most days. Yep. And and a consultant and, and all kind of stuff. But let's, let's rewind. You and I met. I was still the news anchor for a, a television station down south of here. You were moonlighting. Uh, down there as as a uh, as a graphics guy or something production guy <laughs> yeah a, pr- a production assistant I was I was your cameraman a lot of days were you really yeah 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 we would uh, <laughs> I don't I don't would, remember that's getting, right in the studio yeah, yeah we, we would be studio. getting set up for uh, yeah you know for the for the opens and I remember uh, I'd, I'd be um, uh, getting the focus dialed in on the camera and you'd be behind the uh, the desk doing your your best uh, Ron Burgundy. My best Ron Burgundy. Yeah. yeah. And trying, to, <laughs> trying to channel the Zen master himself. So, well, in short, we've known each other a long time. And right after that, right after I left uh, Fox and you you went back out, uh, you came down with this mysterious illness and no one knew what it was. Walk yeah. me through that. Yeah. So, um, 
So I had taken the uh, the position at Fox uh, because I wanted to learn more about uh, video production. At, at the time, I was doing uh, doing a lot of creative services, graphic design, um, and and different types of um, uh, just you know marketing and advertising work um, before the internet boom and, and all that really kind of hit. So a lot of print stuff. Um, there were uh, quite a few. Uh, requests for you know doing videos um, for commercials and, uh, and I didn't really know how to do that type of work uh, at the time um, so I figured you know what better place to go learn than uh, than at a, at, a, at a news station where they do that kind of stuff every single day right so um, it was uh, our, our friend uh, I can't remember who it was that actually told me about the position Mitchell oh yeah uh, Mitchell he, uh, he said Mitchell yeah. Brinkley the third, the third, because the first two weren't enough <laughs> <Right>. himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he told me about it and was like, yeah, come on down, put in an application and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll teach you how to do, uh, you know, run some video. And, um, I don't think I ever learned a single thing about, uh, video production while I was there. Just, uh, just how to survive in a, uh, in a work environment that, that turned people into miserable souls. Yeah. Well, there's, there is some <laughs> truth in that. <laughs> But you you did right when you left there and 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 got into this yeah. this uh, whatever this was that came over you and and the frustrating thing about that illness is that no one knew what it was no there were there was no doctor yeah. that could come in and say this is what's wrong with you right so 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 I was doing you know the 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 Fox News Station thing is is a is a moonlighting side gig and um and I, I just over the course of a you know several weeks couple months I, I just. I was just getting run down. I was just tired all the time. No good rhyme or reason. You know, it, of course, you know, you think, oh, I'm, I'm just stressed. I'm just working hard. It's long hours, you know, and, and you start making up all these reasons why you have no energy. You don't want to do anything. Because you did. You had your own design firm at the time that you were running during right. the day and then doing this side yeah. hustle at night. Yeah. And uh, and, and so, you know, I, I just my my overall energy and just like motivation to do things just started dwindling and and we finally got to a point um where when when i wasn't working i was sleeping and, I was well, and you couldn't work eventually i mean it, it, you were i remember you back then you're just yeah. skin and bone and then one day you didn't show up right uh one one day i i ran into my uh my niece who was a, a who is a nurse ran into her at a wedding and uh and she comes up to me and she's like you don't look good. You need to come see me. And, uh, and I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm just busy working, you know, it's, it's whatever. And, uh, and a few, few weeks later I was like, man, I, I just really feel like death. I'm actually going to go take Suzanne up on that and, uh, and go down and just get checked out and make sure there's nothing, nothing I'm, you know, <clears throat> we're not seeing. And, uh, and so I, I go down and, uh, and, getting out of the the car to walk into the clinic where she worked uh i I nearly collapsed in the parking lot and uh had to get people to help help me physically take me in and uh they put me on a bed and you know started poking me with all these needles asking me all these these crazy questions and um and eventually uh you know they get through drawing all the blood that they need for everything and, uh, and Suzanne comes in, she starts telling me, she's like, okay, we're running all these tests, you know, it, it could be this, it could be that, you know, she, and she's just like, uh, I'm, I'm getting a little freaked out. She's saying, you know, it could be cancer, 
Could be, you know, could, not could what you want to hear. Yeah. You know? could <laughs> you know, be, like, you're not sure. <laughs> you're right. And uh, this is not the, the direction I was expecting this to go right. in. And, uh, and she comes back a few minutes later and she's like, she's visibly like laughing. And uh, she's like, yeah, you're diabetic. And uh, I was like, well, what are you talking about? There's no, right. his, no history of it in the family. You know, um, they're, I'm, I'm clearly not overweight. Because <laughs> you know, right. like, you're a cyclist. You, you're a, a competitive cyclist. But let me stop right there because they gave you that diagnosis. And then the next, I don't know, few months were absolute hell. You were in and out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said you were diabetic. But it, then, then there was this thought that, well, maybe you're not. Well, they, so, so after, after seeing her and, and getting their, their initial, you know, diagnosis. And I'm going somewhere with this gotcha. for the other person, you know, listening to this <laughs> conversation, there's three of us here. It's you, me, and then, and then, and then them. So I'm going, so hang on, I, I'm going somewhere with this, with Chris. So, uh, so yeah, so she comes back and she says, you know, hey, you, you're, you're diabetic. And it's like, okay, great. How do you know? And, uh, she, she goes, well, your blood sugar level is, is pretty elevated, uh, our machine goes up to, to 900 and you're above that. And I was like, well, that, <laughs> okay. So that, yeah. so, so what's normal? And, uh, she's like, oh, about 82. <laughs> and I was right. like, oh, okay. So, yeah. um, so then, yeah, I'm in the hospital and, uh, because they, they admitted me actually to the hospital immediately, like from the, the clinic right. where she was at. And, uh, so I spend a weekend there and, uh, and I get these, these doctors who, uh, I'm, I'm sure, it had nothing but the best intentions. Um, but uh, I, in retrospect, they just weren't listening to what I was telling them. And um, and they actually, they diagnosed me as a type 2 diabetic. So type 2, there are two, two major types of diabetes, type 1 and type 2. Uh, type 2 is, is generally from being um, uh, grossly overweight, consuming too much food, your body can't keep up with insulin production. Uh, you can control type 2 diabetes usually with some type of oral medication and diet. Type 1 diabetes, your pancreas just doesn't work. Right. And uh, so they had told me I was type 2. Um, and uh, you Because know, I remember this. I remember this conversation. <laughs> you called up, you were ex- you know, ecstatic, like, oh, my goodness, this yeah. is not that big of a deal. We're going to be able to control this and just blah, take, blah, take blah. Take some pills, eat yeah. some more salad. Off no, I I'm, go. I'm good. Yeah, off I go. And then boom. And then a couple of weeks later, <laughs> uh, maybe it was a couple of months later, um, back in the hospital. Yeah. And, uh, and it's another week of, you know, them trying to figure out what's going on. And, uh, and, and I remember. Um, and in the meantime, in the meantime, you're trying to run your business. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was, you're going it was a through this time. as an entrepreneur, and it's this dark, dark period. Yeah, because I mean, I'm I'm falling behind on deadlines, you know. Well, not and, only that, but I mean, it's hard to make money when you're in the hospital. Can't make money in the hospital. It's it's weird. Um. <laughs> so fast forward because we don't want this to be, you know, the the general hospital episode. <laughs> they figure out that you're not type two. Yeah, so and they get you. They get you back on the straight and narrow. I'm I'm at a follow up uh, visit with the doctor after I got out of the hospital the second time, and uh, and I'm going through the same story with these people again and again and again, and again, like like I I know they have the best intentions. Um, I just wasn't. I don't feel like I was being heard, and uh, and finally, I'm I'm talking to one of the physician's assistants who was seeing me that day, and uh, he was asking me a few questions about this and that, and. And I was telling him, it's like, you know, this stuff isn't working. And you guys are telling me I need to do do this and change my diet and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, I've, 
I exercise regularly, or at least I used to before, you know, a couple months before, ago. Right, right <laughs> and, before uh, I could not stand up. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and then, so he, he starts looking through my chart and he gets this like really, really puzzled look on his face and he just goes, Chris, I'm sorry. All the, all the stuff here indicates you're, you're type one and we're, we're treating you like you're a type two. And I was like, holy cow. What, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so now, uh, now I'm on this insulin regimen and you know, I've got to take my blood sugar a gazillion times a day. And, uh, and, and at that point, like depression was just like, hit me, hit me like a, a, a steamroller. And as if, as if it weren't already a perfect storm for that. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to have you on because there, there are so many folks that, that, uh, that are out there that are, that are working with a condition, a diagnosis that, that you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, that depression can get in there and it's, an, it's a nasty, nasty business. And you've been there. And I want to say you still have your own business mm-hmm. and it's, it's thriving and you're, you're, you're doing well yourself. So how do, how do you get from A to B? Oh, man, it's a long journey. Um, and, you know, I wish there was like a magic formula that I could say, hey, you know, do these do these five things and you're, and you're going to be OK. You know, you come out unscathed on the other side and everything will be perfect. But I mean, truth be told, like uh, I went through some 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 deep, dark crap <laughs> you know, to, right. to get here. Um I mean, initially, like I didn't want to leave the house, you know, I, here I am, I'm thinking, you know, I've got, I've got this, I've got, I've got a disease, you know, not, not that I'm sick. Like I have a disease. I have this like thing that's going to follow me around for the rest of my life. And, uh, and I didn't want to, uh, you know, I, I didn't really understand insulin, you know, and how all that worked and, and, you know, and how the whole blood sugar thing and A1Cs and, and just all this so it got to a point, I didn't want to leave my house because I didn't want to be away from my medicine, <laughs> you know? And like, oh, that's huge though. I mean, I mean, think yeah. about that. You didn't, you were afraid to leave. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, and then to, to complicate things even more, like at the time I was, I was, I was married and, uh, and, and things just weren't really going well there. And, and, you know, you throw this on top of all that and, uh, and, and now, you know, uh, it's, even more difficult, you know? Right. Um, but, uh, and ultimately not to pour gas on a fire, but ultimately the marriage failed. Yeah. Um, for, as if you couldn't go (laughs) even further down into the depression. I mean, this is a dark time. Yeah, it it was rough. And, uh, and I, I probably, you know, resorted to, to doing a lot of things that I, uh, in hindsight, definitely not the, the best decisions to make. You know, I um, spent a lot of time, after, you know, over the next couple of years, really, um, bouncing around from from bar to bar, hanging out. You know, doing and alcohol is really good for diabetics. Oh yeah, it's, it's no, it's not. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it helps make great choices for diabetics. So the point here is is that no matter where you're at, no matter where your neighbor's at, no matter where your son or your daughter's at, what Chris what Chris brings to the table is the hope on the other end. And, and it's difficult to get through there. What, what was that, that thread though, that ran from A to B that you always reached up and grabbed a hold of, even though it might've been a small thread. What, what was it? What, what got you a little so, hope along the way? So there, there's a lot of things like, like, that have influenced me uh, along, along my journey through this life. 
And there's a lot of things that, that I know, you know, I've done over the years that, that bring me a lot of joy. And, and some of those things are, are helping other people, you know, um, trying to figure out a way to, to build community, um, to, to help others either somehow less fortunate or, uh, or, or don't have the resources or, or the, the, the knowledge or know-how to, to do what they need to do uh, for their lives. And, you know, it was a couple of years ago I got involved, um, got my health back to a point to where I, I was able to get back out on the bike again um, and got connected with a group of, uh, of riders that, uh, that were just a really a huge positive impact um, for me. And reminded me, you know, th- these are all like successful business people. A lot of them out there doing their own thing. Um, and, uh, you know, the conversations that we would have on the bike, you know, just getting out there and getting, getting exercise uh, out in the fresh air. But, the, you know, get the, the conversations that we would have while we were out there on the bike about business and life and, you know, people that they had engaged with that, uh, you know, that they had helped out in some way because, because, they were going, you know, these people were going through some kind of time and need, you know, um, it, it really got me to thinking, I was like, well, man, I'm not doing anything to, to help anybody anymore. And, uh, so I got, I got involved with this program called, uh, the great cycle challenge, which, uh, they, they raise, um, they raise money for the, uh, the children's cancer research fund. I did it as a way to encourage myself to get out there and rod more. Um, and, uh, and the, like the sod benefit was, you know, I could ask for donations and, and raise, uh, you know, raise funds for, for their cause. And, uh, and during that summer that, that I did this, like the, the people that, uh, that I talked to with the organization are just like phenomenal people and right. just so encouraging. Um, you know, we would get, uh, anytime somebody would get a donation, we would get updates talking about how, you know, these donations had impacted uh, one of the, one of the, a specific child, you know, and, and, and this and that. And, um, and then I ended up, uh, being like the number two fundraiser in the state of Georgia <laughs> and, uh, in, in road, my goal, I think for that month was to ride 700 miles. And I think I ended up, uh, somewhere over, uh, over 1500, you know, over the course of the, the event. And, um, it just got me to, to, to thinking again, I was like that, that felt good. <laughs> putting one foot in front you know, of the other and, and helping people and, and, and getting out there and and getting out of the mindset that's like oh my life sucks oh I, you know why why is this happening to me why why am i dealing with this you know um you have to have that that moment where you break that cycle right you have i mean no pun intended but you have to <laughs> you have to have that moment where in your case it was a cycle mm-hmm. that that broke that that habit of telling yourself this is where I'm at. This is what's going on, and I can't leave. I, I want to fast forward here because this is where I was going with this. You're a guy that data saved, right? One doctor finally heard what you were saying, looked at the data, and it was all there. And what's cool about what you do now is you are the data guy. You are the guy that hears, you hear, really, really hear. Uh, what your clients are saying, and then you match it with the data and you say, you know what, uh, case in point, History Worth Saving, the brand uh, that, that we launched, that this podcast is about. This is the podcast for History Worth Saving. There are so many ladies that listen 
to history worth <laughs> saving that I, I had no idea. I mean, I really didn't. I had no idea of the power uh, of of this show when it comes to to ladies, specifically 33 to what did we find out? 45. 45, yeah. So thank you for listening. <laughs> and I, I hope that, <laughs> I, I, you know, I hope you're getting something out of this, but you, you're the guy, you're the guy that, that, that figured that out. And it, it, it all comes down to data. So if you're a business owner, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you're selling, you know, something that's home-based or if you're running a, a multi-million dollar or billion dollar corporation, the data and what your customer and what your employees are saying even uh, matters so much. And if you don't have someone that is truly paying attention to that and hearing you're going to get diagnosed with type two when you really, in fact, have type one, right? Yeah, and, and it's a miserable place to be. It is, because, and it leads to all kind of bad stuff. Because you're 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 treating all you're you're doing everything for what you think is the issue, or or, or think who your audience is. In, in this case, you know, but uh, but in reality, you're you're missing the entire picture. So here's the here's the the big question as we close this thing up: How do you listen? How do I listen? How do you listen? Because uh, you're really good at it. How do you listen? Because you're a guy whose life was put in jeopardy because someone didn't listen. You know how to listen. Are we talking about uh, in, in the business and analytics side of things? I'm thing? talking or, how or you listen. In, in how life? do you listen? Oh, geez. So, yeah, in this in this role. Because you, you pick up you stuff. Have to, you have to listen. Um, the the easy <laughs> if there's one piece of, of advice when it comes to listening is is, is you got to shut up <laughs> you know um <laughs> you sound like i have a friend lee lauterbach and his dad would always tell him he would say you boys aren't listening if your mouse moving it was something like that like that, you can't learn if your mouse moving and that is a hundred percent accurate you know um i think as as business owners and, and a lot of times in life you know we we come into these situations and we and we make these assumptions because that's what our gut tells us. You know, it's like, I, I know my audience, this is my business. This is, this is who I'm selling to. This is, this is who I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with. Uh, and this is what they want. But in reality, you know, the data, it, whether that's your analytics package for your, for your website or your, uh, you know, your, your audience profiling on your social media, you know, whatever that's, you've got to, you got to reference that. Otherwise, you're missing the, the picture potentially, you know, um, and and this I think is is a you know perfect case in point. So, know? what do you tell the person sitting across from us? <clears throat> Dive into your analytics. Uh, if if you don't know what that means, find someone who does. You yeah. Know? So whether it's it's a life decision, whether it's a business decision, <laughs> dive into dive into the data, right? So right. see what the data is showing you. The the data will tell you what what you need to know. Um, and we get data in all kind of ways. I mean, uh, look at a relationship, right? There's all kind of data mm -hmm. posts out there with your relationship. So, oh yeah, there, yeah. there's all kind of ways you can look at this. But I think it's great advice to, and and look, you and I both know that uh, you're listening to this, and Chris says just listen and shut up and and listen. But that's something that we don't often take to heart. <laughs> I mean, it really is, isn't it? It's, it's tough because, uh, because we want to have an opinion to everything. We want to be an expert on everything. We, we want to be able to, to give somebody all the answers. Um, but you have to, I, I, think, I think step number one into being an expert is, is to realize that you don't know everything until you go and you actually look at the, the numbers behind whatever it is you're talking about. 
you know, and whether that's on your, uh, you know, who makes up, you know, what gender and age make up you know, your, your core audience or, you know, what things you do that, that aggravate your partner in life, <laughs> you know, it's, right. you know, you've got to, uh, you've got to, you got to shut up long enough to, to look at those things and, and start connecting the, the dots, you know, that the, the, the numbers and the data are, are telling you, you know, because it's all there. I like it. It is all there. We're all there. Yep. In the last few seconds here, Chris Hood, the conversion mail, the, the, the or the, uh, for you, it's Georgia. So I always say the. The conversionmill.com. Not only is he a good listener, if you want to call him up and share a recipe, as long as it's diabetic friendly, <laughs> he would love to hear it. Does that mean low carb, no sugar, and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, no added sugar, uh, gluten-free if we can do it, uh, <laughs> low carbs. Uh, I ate some potatoes at lunch today. I'm already regretting that. You, <laughs> you know? and I both, <laughs> we, just, we just had this huge lunch for about half asleep. Get out there and, and get to know your neighbor. You know, this show is all about getting to know your neighbor. And the odds are you have a neighbor that is right there, right there where Chris was. Maybe it's you. I mean, maybe it is you. So I hope that what you hear today and what you are listening to today is something that can get you from point A to point B, can be that that thread, that cycle, if you will, for Chris. It doesn't matter what it is, just hang on to it and know that know that it's going to get better. And that and that you as a person, you as a as an individual matter. And thank you for listening because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Chris, am I missing the boat? Or what, what have I not heard? Well, the listening is definitely a key, uh, key important part of it. The, the follow-up to that though is you gotta take action. All right, so here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Log on and subscribe, send us an email. I'd love to hear from you. And I'm, I'm, a hor- I, I'm horrible at marketing. I'm a horrible self-marketer. It would, you know what? It would mean the world to me if you sent an email uh, through the through the website, through Facebook, through Instagram, and and let us know what you, or let me know. Chris will read it anyway, but let me know what you want to hear on the show. And look, it's a community out here. The whole goal is to meet you and to get to know your neighbors. So let's get to know each other, won't you? New newsletter coming out this month. If you're not a member, please subscribe. I'm Matt Jolly. Get out there and know your neighbor. And Chris, this is history worth saving, isn't it? Absolutely. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.